You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. I'm joined, as I am each and every week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. And Flanny, uh, obviously 2016 did not go as intended for the Royals, and we're looking ahead here to 2017 and what might be next for this club. It's kind of a, a transition period underway uh, with the Wade Davis trade that brought in Jorge Soler. I'm just wondering, what's your expectation level uh, between now and spring training for uh, another trade of that nature, a, uh, you know, an expiring asset for, for more of a long-term asset? What are, what are the odds we see another one of those? I think they're pretty high. I think we're going to at least see one more, one more deal, uh, maybe to trim Paylor a little bit more. I know there's been interest in, in Gerard Dyson and, and Lorenzo Payne. Uh, now both guys are going to be kind of hard to deal just because uh, they're one-year guys, and as you know, those guys are hard to deal uh, unless you're going to a big market who think they might have a chance at signing him long term. And and the other thing with Dyson is, you know, I've said this many times too. He's projected to make about 2.5 million through arbitration next year, which makes him a very cost-efficient option for other teams, but it also makes him a very cost-efficient guy for the Royals. So, you know, that, that makes it kind of tougher to trade him. But uh, I, I think they'll probably have to make a, another deal. They did trade, um, you know, Wade Davis and, and got Jorge Soler, for, and that probably saved them about $7 million. That got them down to a workable figure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they dealt maybe one more guy, you know, even if it was just a two or three million dollars saving, maybe then they could come back and, you know, look for a fifth starter, a very cost efficient fifth starter or, or a very low cost efficient uh, bullpen guy. And, and that'll probably be about it. Um, you know, Dayton Moore told me uh, as he left the winter meetings that this is pretty much going to be the team you're going to see uh, in spring training. And uh, I, I think that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, and they're going to have to piece it together in the pen. I mean, you have a, you know, obviously Kelvin Herrera can slide in that closes role. Uh, you feel pretty confident in that. But from there, it's a lot of question marks, including, you know, Matt Strand's role, who is so good for them down the stretch. But, you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, has the potential to be stretched out as a starter again. So, um, so yeah, a lot of curiosity as far as the makeup of that bullpen. And this, this is an organization, of course, with a, a history, a recent history, of finding some diamonds in the rough, so to speak, they'll probably have to do that again. Yeah, they definitely will. And, and you know, one of uh, one of Dayton's mandates uh, going into the off season was to try to make that bullpen, you know, a shutdown bullpen again, which it was in yeah. 13, 14, and 15. And and it's really hard to do that when you trade away its most elite team. <laughs> so uh, it's going to yeah. be a, a big challenge for him now. But I think he feels pretty confident. I talked to him a lot about it at the winter meetings that. You know, a kid like Matt Strom, who just burst onto the scene last August and was just dominant. Um, yeah, he could be stretched out as a fifth guy, but I think his value uh, is much greater in the bullpen as, a, as an eighth-inning guy or something like that. You know, you're going to hope that yeah. Joaquin Soria bounces back and, you know, is at least, at least serviceable uh, as a setup guy. And uh, I do believe they'll re-sign a guy like Peter Moylan, who uh, even at 37 was pretty effective last year. Uh, and then there's a kid named Josh DeMont, who uh, they've been – He's not yeah. even on the 40-man roster yet, but he's a kid who throws about 100 miles an hour and really turned it on in the second half last year at AA. And um, this organization has no issues with throwing a young kid like that in the bullpen. Um, they're very confident. They did that with Matt Strom. They've done that with other guys. So uh, I, I think there's a really good chance you'll, you'll be hearing that name a lot next year. And and then they're going to, like you said, they're going to have to piece it together. They're going to have to find something else. And Dayton was pretty confident that could happen. Uh, he kept saying, hey, once you've got the anchor like Calvin Herrera, 
uh, we can piece a bullpen together, and he's pretty good at it. Yeah, he certainly has a history of that. Um, you know, when you look at the Royals, I mean, realistically, their biggest trade chip uh, among the expiring contracts is Danny Duffy, just because of the market conditions at uh, the starting pitcher um, and, and the kind of breakout season Duffy had. But certainly seems there's no uh, intent uh, to move that piece from the Royals. They're, they're trying to do the, the hardest thing to do in sports, basically, which is contend and rebuild at the same time. Um, but, you know, to contend, Duffy at the top of the rotation makes too much sense. Yeah, it really does. I mean, and they've already started, to, you know, kind of kick the tires on a long-term deal with them. And, well, if you take yeah. him out of the rotation, they're already, you know, you're down to three guys now, and you're not 100% sure that Jason Vargas will return to what he used to be, you know, coming off Tommy right. John. So that, that makes the rotation iffy. The bullpens are already iffy. So uh, I just really can't see that happening. Um, you know, Dayton did say before the winter meetings end, too, he's going to try to sign a few of these guys to long-term deals. He's not just going to let them all walk. Uh, some are going to walk. There's no doubt about it. As a small market team, uh, you're in Cleveland. You know the same drill there. You just can't afford to re-sign all these guys. You've got to kind of reload as you go along. Uh, it's, it's, it can be done. The Royals are going to try to prove that they can do it, too. Now, you think they'll play around at all with that logjam of, uh, of first-base DH types, uh, primarily DH types, uh, who could potentially had on a, on a short-term deal? You know, the kind of the game of musical chairs works more for the teams than the players in this particular market, the Royals DH situation currently lines up to be uh, Chester Cuthbert, and, you know, maybe some Jorge Soler in that spot or see how the outfield exactly shakes out. But, um, but it, but it doesn't seem like they're particularly keen on exploring that market, but you just kind of wonder, maybe it does kind of play in their favor if they're, if they're patient with it in the, in the next month or so. Boy, it'd have to be really be a, a cost. <laughs> really be. Yeah. I mean, because they just trimmed <laughs> 7 million, which got them right down to about a workable figure. Uh, and if right. you go and add some more, then you're right kind of back where you started. Uh, and they have really talked it up about this floating DH and, and you know, having a guy with Chester Cuthbert's uh, offensive ability to be there. He's out of options anyway, so if he's going to make the team, it's going to have to be as the DH. Uh, mm. It gives them an opportunity to, to give guys like Sal Perez a, a day or two off, a half a day off, you know, uh, every now and then. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, you know, to give him a half a day off and rest his legs and, even Eric Hosmer, who I think kind of wore down the stretch uh, playing every day, he could get a half yeah. day off now. And so it kind of makes sense from their uh, money situation, from their health situation, especially with the fatigue they showed last year and all the injuries they had to, to make that a floating DH uh, situation. Yeah, I think that makes sense in general in, in today's game, and that's why we have the log jam we have uh, Yeah, free agency. Yeah, the, the true DH is, is kind of a, a changing definition, so – all right, so well, it's like Royals a story idea to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the Royals will continue to uh, push forward here in 2017, and Jeffrey Flanagan will be all over it for MLB.com. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This is an MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.